Ukraine in just the beginning of it. And they're not even addressing like the ills of Ukraine, like the human trafficking stuff, the wage slavery stuff, the prostitution and all those things that were going on there. No, not at all. It's They create the same, it's just a larger version of the same narrative where there's a bad man and some some nice people. <laughs> some nice slaves. Mm -hmm. And they've been slaves for thousands of years. For whatever reason with like that region, it just works that people just ignore that they're slaves. <laughs> like what are the Russian people living for? They're not living for dealing with their excess. No, absolutely not. Purely living to manage lack <laughs> on behalf of the government that they're under. And maybe they get some church in the middle of it that isn't related, but right. doesn't really seem to be the case anymore. Well, that's exactly right. <laughs> I imagine only having Sunday Mass or video games. Is that not slavery? Right, there's no, I mean, the, the choice, the freedom of choice is an illusion. Do most people in Russia live, like, is it a communist? I don't even know. Like, is it all provided in that way? No, I think it's just small. It's a free market. I, I really think living there would be very similar to living in Canada, to be honest. <laughs> or in Canada in 20 years. I guess depending on where you are, but yeah. I don't think there'd be too much difference. It's like my landlord said this morning that we're very lucky to live in this country. I said, well, I didn't say this. But <laughs> Easy for you to say you own half the block. <laughs> like you own 12 fucking properties. Yeah, since I did my DNA thing, I'm coming to terms with the fact that at least part of my family has been here for tens of thousands of years. So oh, I don't really? entertain the nonsense of, of uh, people who think they own a part of it. And especially the people who think we need to acknowledge that somebody else owned a part of it. Oh, man, I wish you'd been there the other day. I went out to save this one for later. <laughs> it was quite wild. But yeah, I, I don't know what it is, like, outside of the podcast topics or whatever. Uh-huh. The, uh, the receipts have been just as abundant on, like, a personal level. Mm -hmm. Since I did, like, the DNA stuff, it's just been, like, many breakthroughs have happened just in the historical archaeological study of South America and stuff like that. Okay. Where, like, the common acceptance was that it was just hunter-gatherers there. Like, that's what the scientific consensus was. Right. That Outside of, it. like, Graham Hancock or whatever. And there's a reason they silenced his ass. Yeah, and he was a pseudoscientist for saying that two million people were on the South American continent when Columbus came. And, of course, there was no evidence of that. But then they just found, through LIDAR, all those settlements that could have supported tens of thousands of people each in Bolivia alone, and then you realize the Amazon Basin is one of the largest forest systems right. in the world. And at the same time, they found a similar type of settlement that was in Siberia, in mm. the boreal forest there. So it's like whole populations of people were in South America and in Central and Northern Asia 
Uh, nobody knows about it. They just thought it was just hunters and gatherers, but they had pyramids, they had um, comp, like they had um, aqueducts and stuff. Yeah, they had like a whole grid system. Yeah, food stores. Um, I guess Cortez have had hundreds of his troops live off of one food bank of potatoes for uh, half a year or something like that. Like, it, yeah. it was that sophisticated. Um, but we're just supposed to accept that there was a couple Arab kingdoms that were advanced in the Romans and uh, a couple <laughs> Chinese kingdoms, but otherwise everybody was in like loincloths. Yeah, yeah, literally. So yeah, anyways, savagery. Like the DNA on both sides of my family like split off from the main chains at least 40,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't a whole lot of movement as far as I know between continents. So on both sides, it was very much established whatever my family line is. I think that's the case for a lot of people, but they kind of just, they go with the flag they have and they think that that's everything. That's, that's pretty much it. I mean, that, that was the experience I had on Monday. It was a guy who'd been in a residential school. Oh yeah. And he gave his two cents to the media and then he kept going saying, this is our land, we need to, you guys need to give it back. And <laughs> it was funny watching all these lefty journalists try to square that. Right. It's like, <laughs> it was, it was, it was wild. <laughs> what'd they, what'd they say? They just stood there in silence and then he stopped and they wrapped up the press conference. Right. Yeah. Just the cringe default. Exactly right. You need to gaze like, that's when I see all these immigrants coming. They need to understand who owns this. <laughs> At least 60% of those immigrants could be considered to be coming back. Right. And even like the Asians that they're complaining about are also coming back. It's literally the biggest ocean in the world and people have been going across <laughs> it for tens of thousands of years. It's not like... It's not like there haven't been a mix of people here before. No. And, and it's only people just, they only thought as far as that guy did. Yeah. Like, you know, which is just like the, the branding. They gleaned from APTN and shirked over. Like it's certainly a part of it, but you can definitely oh, yes. see the colorism in the First Nations. Um, dialectics in terms of the Pacific Northwest and the Crees and the mm. and all that stuff. Well, exactly right. It's like n <laughs> these things that you claim to be raging against are present in, in every one of us. Yeah. And get enacted and have been getting enacted since day one. Well, it's also a thing how like the elders, so to speak, have been holding on to the sports teams that the so-called red man gave to them. Um, in order to like spare their lives because the the genocide was supposed to be completed sometime between the 1800s and 1900s when mm -hmm. team sports had started to spread around and one of the things that saved the uh, first nations people was rugby and mm, uh, interesting their like physiology was something that they decided they could use as like research and they basically put college teams against um, Aboriginal teams, right, and, and just run their shows with their <laughs> superior nutrition and stuff. Right, it's like a final insult. But that was one of the things that like led to the time that was needed to create a reserve system and all that mm -hmm. in America, at least. And now, 
here they have all their like tribes as teams and they dress up in the colors and all that right they don't generally integrate or try to solve the problems of the species at large well yeah that's exactly right which they claim to be all about <laughs> if they use every part of the animal why don't they integrate into every part of the culture yeah I mean you can understand how the whole experience would just only further their isolation and tribalism but then they you know they preach the values the ancient values but but even that I think is not right because I mean they've always been tribal and it's always been well yeah this is what I've been saying their whole thing is human sacrifice that's like they weren't Abraham people right sacrifice is all I mean it was a little bit in the Old Testament but generally like Christianity is like make slaves only Jesus Jesus had to be the human sacrifice right right we only have to do one of those yeah the rest is all, all of us are apostles some of us are Judas's and fuck them but everybody <laughs> else is generally okay you can cringe and act like you don't know Jesus but you're still a Christian. Well, it's that old mooncast trope of the same story from, from the beginning of the West on down. And there's a reason they had to wipe out all those people who were here when they came here. Oh yeah, never would have worked otherwise. <laughs> That's yeah. why I think it's good to, I guess, disrespect the news cycle. So you don't get you caught to. up in that needing to respect everything that you're told because you're going to insult the elders who fought before you. Nothing works that way. Literally nothing. Nothing progresses. Nothing regresses that way. It's a complete fantasy made by the media complex to keep selling seasons of things. <laughs> 100%. Created by the Catholic Church and all their saints and not, like the franchising program they ran and all that stuff. <laughs> like all this is really well established. And companies, especially like the tech giants, leverage strategies like that in order to get as big as they are. At the behest of like the intelligence agencies and, and each other who like mm -hmm. just keep people stupid <laughs> and worried about the wrong things. Like sorting the garbage that's supposed to be sorted already. Right. Like they just eliminated garbage people jobs. <laughs> that's what they accomplished. Didn't save the environment. No. Oh God, no. There used to be someone's job to upkeep all this stuff <laughs> and make it look whatever. Make it look good. Make yeah. Make it look like somewhere you felt like you were somewhere by seeing it. Yeah. Like how many years have we dealt with grass sticking out of flower beds like this? Remember when they used to clean the glass, the grass out of them? I'm sure I could. Well, it was as recently as three years ago. It was people's jobs for the city. They yeah. made good money doing it. And people would get pissed off to see them like sitting around in their break times and all that stuff. And <laughs> now they haven't come back yet. That's not a pandemic-affected job. We are looking outside. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but it's not a pandemic-affected job, but it is because that was the excuse they used to wipe them. Yeah, a lot of them. Can we get back? 
I was wondering if, because I've never been up this way. Yeah. And I wonder if we, we, like, it depends on how you feel, but. Yeah, I'm down. Because we've been on, in that area before. Right. Um, got lost. Like, get, yeah, just getting lost in the houses, but maybe we can just do a direct route down whatever the hell that street's called. And swing around that way. Yeah. Before the pandemic, I was all, like, I had no evidence, but I was like, institutions should only last for four years, then they should <laughs> recycle them and sell off all the parts and just get really good at recycling industry. Right. And the pandemic has made me think, think that fucking institutions are completely worthless and they only hurt people. Oh, I fully agree. I fully agree. You think this path will take us to the top of these stairs? Probably. I believe it goes into houses or whatever. And then we can get to the street. Okay. And you're thinking circle back this way? Yeah. Okay. Well, what did we fit? Like... <laughs> Institutions require human capital. That was like a pre-Mooncast conversation. Yeah. Like human resources, literally. And now that fucking corpse annihilator is a great image for that. Yeah, they're going to wheel those into offices. Just park it outside. Yeah, all the fucking bureaucrats. It'll just have a special closet. We'll have, like, alarm lights <laughs> so everybody can clear the, the, uh, the path. Right. You'll play, like, twee... 8-bit uh, music like a Japanese robot or whatever. Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> there we go. Let's get Honda to make one of those. Oh no, Asimo. <laughs> fucking Asimo incinerator. Your ass is grass. Asimo incinerator desk. Your ass is grass. <laughs> fucking Asimo twerking on top of the incinerator. <laughs> Just to lighten the mood. Some 300-pounder <laughs> getting sucked up and fucking... <laughs> Cutting to steaks, just like <laughs> just scratching with the conveyor belt with the body oh. on it. <laughs> she's in, she's out, she's in. Myth <laughs> like heads and limbs are just shaking. Oh god! And they could do it in rhythm. It just starts pouring off some of the fat into a candle. Yeah, fucking weekends playing. Well, look what you did, <laughs> you motherfucking cow. I heard a weekend song the other day and I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> I hadn't heard anything from him for years. I didn't realize how high pitched he was singing. Yeah, what's up with that? Well, I mean, horrifying house guest would tell you one thing. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Very narrow chin. I thought he had like more gears, but it seems like he's really only got like hungover talking and <laughs> singing higher than a girl. Yeah. Truly. And this the, the content of this song was basically him just like what you'd be saying to your therapist. Right. I've been working on myself. <laughs> trying to get through my trauma. It's like, I mean, fine that you're, I guess, putting that idea out to the masses. But. Well, that's the thing. It's for girls. It is. Man, once you told me that, it, like, that kind of just ruined everything. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of those things that, like, like come town i wasn't sure what it was going to do to my relationships when i told people that because <laughs> i knew they didn't realize it well yeah fair enough man although i like to think that it, even if i didn't realize like if i'm naive i'm at least sturdy enough to like incorporate that okay yeah. all right like i remember somebody uh 
I was listening to something recently and they were talking about I don't, I don't remember if it was Comptown or what maybe an old episode of Comptown but they were talking about how one of Luther Vandross's last songs was Dance With My Father yeah. and they're like no, my mother isn't it? No, it was my father. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, under what circumstance would you be dancing with your father? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, is there an answer? I just remember how so many people, like, just were willfully ignorant that he was a gay man. Gotcha. <laughs> and I saw a video of him, like, a year ago, and it was just very clear that he was just flaming. Okay. <laughs> That's hard for some people to take, though. Dancing with my father. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Just the adamant to, <laughs> to assume that the music of whatever ballad singer is, you're right. the audience of. <laughs> right, right. Like you're saying you're the one I need. I mean, that's a good point. That's part of the whole project. It'd be cool to make a list, not cool, but like, could you make a list of songs that were by male artists that were geared towards male listeners? Yeah, I don't know. It would have to be like things like Eye of the Tiger and the Final Countdown, just like sure. abstractions. A lot of ACDC. Where it's yeah, just like sure. vaguely. The ones that going are not like. Yeah, <laughs> the ones that aren't just purely innu innuendo. Right, yeah. <laughs> Maybe, uh. I was thinking Life in the Fast Lane by the Eagles. That's yeah. basically just about driving around and fucking. Yeah. Although, a lot of that late, mid to late 70s stuff was kind of that. That's a song that wouldn't work in like an outdoor venue. Don't think that so. intricate uh, riff or whatever. Yeah, it's like two guitars. Yeah. Did a little. Yeah, not at all. Although I'm sure they played it in front of 300,000 people at one point. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think the Almond Brothers had a good formula for that. Because they'd like harmonize and mm -hmm. that's also why like only <laughs> Sweden seems to care about live jazz oh. at like a, at a big scale. They still have all those jazz festivals that are huge. Interesting. Like the jazz festivals, I don't think they have any shows at Commonwealth. No. Oh, live music at Commonwealth is atrocious, man. Yeah. They've never figured out the delay and the echo. <laughs> It's so funny, like, we're supposed to be advanced societies, but, like, the Aztecs, for example, have <laughs> pyramids where every person underneath the pyramid can hear, like, a, a whispering voice. But we can't even, like, project a fucking amplified guitar well enough for people to understand what's going on. God. Well, there's something to that, how we've just completely fallen apart as a species, like, physiologically. Like... Yeah, something's going on. We were at one time eight feet tall and, you know. But the oxygen quantity in the air was way higher. Yeah, and more humidity as well. Right.
Yeah, I'm gonna have to do a lot of reading this weekend because I need to figure it out. I gotta read everything from Davos and from Bilderberg I can. <laughs> just to pick a side, because I don't right. know. It seems so like I'm hesitant to go like all out on like I'm an American, human sacrifice or right, go fuck <laughs> yourself. But then again, like living as a slave for this entire pandemic has been absolute hell and I just wanna die. So I don't know if that's been coloring my uh my mm. Because the mask mandate at work being lifted was the first, like, concession in years now. <laughs> right, yeah, it's true, eh? It was really just a long time under the thumb. Yeah, like, people I work for and work with hadn't seen my bare face in years. <laughs> How did that go? <laughs> Some people still clinging to the mask, I imagine, eh? Oh, yeah, for sure. But there was, there was a whole lot of, uh, like, just, there was a pop, like an audible, like, yeah! <laughs> like, I, I wasn't necessarily um, over the moon, like, screaming about it, but mm -hmm. certainly lots of the other staff got to finally admit that this was horse shit. Right. <laughs> if only for a day. It was always refreshing when you did meet somebody who wasn't totally buying it. Yeah, or acting like they were buying it. Right. Well, just embodying everything that you were told not to do. <laughs> you, you think we should take a left? Yeah, maybe not here. Yeah, I don't really feel like getting lost. We have a long way to walk. All right. I don't know. I don't know if the road's going to be super loud, but I wouldn't mind just going straight. Sure. We'll get there when we get there. I'm starting to get the the Sora joint stuff going on. Oh yeah, the old. I, I literally, I don't think I could uh, stand through a concert at, at this point in my no. life. Gotta start doing some glute work maybe. Yeah, I think so. It's from sitting. It's certainly the hamstrings yeah. and glutes. Nice. I've been working on just forcing myself to do the Asian squat. Nice. Like, I can do it, I can sit comfortably in it, but mm. I think um, I'm gonna make some efforts to make my indoor world more conducive to it. Just get some low tables or whatever. <laughs> Squatting and eating. Yeah, just add another plane to my, <laughs> my indoor existence so I'm not always on a chair. Because I do feel better after I'm in an Asian squat. Oh, without question. It, it loosens something up. Yeah. But it's just like, almost everything else I do isn't conducive to it, other than tying my shoes. That's <laughs> true. It's a world built for standing or sitting. Yeah. Lately I've gotten into squatting on the toilet. Oh yeah. Like I get my feet, I get my knees right up and... Like do you have a squatty potty type thing? No, I just... I just kind of lean back and get my knees up and balance. Oh, okay. And yeah. it's just incredible to... Yeah, you should just get yourself a squatty potty. I should. It does the work for you. Like, sure, you're not going to have the, the glute benefits from it, but... <laughs> yeah. Really, it really helps. The efficiency with which you get it out. Yeah. It's like, I know I got it all out. For sure. You know? And I feel like, for the most part, I didn't have issues with it, but right. for the few times that there was issues, just having those out of the picture is amazing. 
Like when you catch oh, a public yeah. toilet. Oh. And like it's one of those that like yeah. one of the stubborn ones, let's say. Mm-hmm. And just having to like go back to that existence where like you can't get a full elimination. And just living with it, just like right there. <laughs> you just know it's yeah. there the whole time. Yeah. It never made its way. Yeah, and it's like fermenting and you're farting and shit. And oh, it's, just, yeah. it's the worst existence ever. And that's like the average person. Oh, I know, <laughs> that's man. That's everybody. Full of shit, literally. And yeah. You know. <laughs> that's why fasting has been great, and that's oh. also why... Uh, God damn. The bidet has been great, too. You got one of those, eh? So how does that help? Uh, just it just to, keeps just things clean. clean like, yeah. When you're not just having fucking messy dumps and you're not having like itches, I yeah, like no. I, I had the fucking itches. Um, I hear you, man. <laughs> for the first time in like years, because I had taken a, a public dump and it was literally like I felt so fucking base and just not based but just base, just low. Yes, yeah, yeah, animalistic yeah. and it's horrible. <laughs> I know, and it, it hardens and like you get the crocodile teeth thing yeah. where it's just like that. Ah. Yeah, it's the fucking ah. worst. Ah, yeah. God, it's horrible. Especially if it's like a coffee day. Oh! Just the acid from the coffee. <laughs> plus the spikes. It's a coffee day! Yeah, man, never again. No, there's no going back once you find what works. It's that, the bidet and the water pick, man. It just softened all the right. edges in terms of inputs and outputs. <laughs> yeah, I love the water pick. It really makes a difference. I don't know how you do like sharing a, a bidet, but it seems <laughs> to work for some people. Interesting. That was my always. That was always my thing. Is like, where does the shit go? If there is any particles that you're hosing, does it just go down into the bowl? Yeah, it's just an angle thing. It's just oh, okay, okay, it just okay, makes okay. it right angle. All right. There you go. Yeah, okay, for some reason I, I never knew. I just like, you know, it's, you can't be that you're sitting over something that's shooting straight up. No, it comes from the back, yeah. Okay. It, it works perfectly. If you consider how you're sitting when like you're like with your leg, with your knees up and mm -hmm. you're just going straight down, then right. it just like diverts in a triangle oh. and it goes off kind of the front of the bowl and into the water. So you don't get any splashing back or anything like right, that. Right, right. It just, it works perfectly. Fuck, that probably feels incredible. It's really good. It's, it can be like a therapeutic thing if you're, <laughs> if you're having a rough dietary day. That can like be a pick-me-up for you. Clean my ass. Yeah. I'm sure that's what the whole like ass-eating thing is. <laughs> Just like a need for not hardness <laughs> in oh, that area. No. Which is like another reason why I, I tell people to get a bidet so they're not subjecting other people to their ass. Yeah, <laughs> Michael <that's>... Douglas style. <laughs> You ever subject someone to your ass? <laughs> You're a bidet. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> you ever subject someone? You're a bidet. Hi, I'm gay actor Michael Douglas. <laughs> I mean, I think it, it's a very, uh, it's a very candid a day. I just, if I was able to get emotional about such things, I'd feel very good about about this day, like, it really is, like, the best and worst of it that we've witnessed. This is it. Welcome to Canada. Yeah. What, you had something better to do than this? <laughs> like, what, you expected something exceptional? <laughs> like, uh, Joni Mitchell's Both Sides Now was exactly. uh, on my playlist on the way here. Nice. 
driving down a street full of walk-up apartments and bungalows. <laughs> walk-ups and bungalows. <sighs> yeah, pretty well. Is there something near the microphone that's... It might be the, like uh, the strap on your backpack or... No, it's pretty free. It's just kind of moving just, back and forth okay. like that. It's just picking up something. I don't know what it is, but whatever. We'll do up one button and see if it... Do <laughs> I'll grant you one button. <laughs> the one thing I... Like, I've been communicating with my family that I'd like to not live in this country permanently anymore. Right, right, right. <laughs> if possible. Um, not really going into detail about exactly how betrayed I feel, but sure. Um, it's not like I, I'm intending to leave to some kind of glamorous, like, idyllic existence. The grime and the normalness of the country is not an issue for me. Right. It's everything that's kind of hidden beneath it. Mm -hmm. All the obligations. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. But there's no, like, well, as far as I know, the best floor raiser in Canada is, like, Family Connections. Mm. That's probably, probably true. As far as I can see, it's, the like, the most effective one. Like, to better yourself, to better yourself in life? It, well, yeah, like, the agency between socioeconomic classes. Gotcha. Um... That yeah. is the difference, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and kind of what you're offered is government jobs, really. But then yeah. you look, and it's not like it's the exact same shit. <laughs> it's just that the country is your family now. <laughs> but it doesn't like it doesn't change your class. It doesn't change your possibilities. Not really. It gives you the illusion of that again. Yeah, and when you factor in the debt that it takes to get the qualifications to get into there, then you're hamstringing yourself <laughs> anyways I have a lot more family in other countries oh, okay yeah and if that's kind of the way the world works I think it makes more sense to <laughs> to I guess cherry pick the family that's most successful <laughs> and just glom yeah. onto them I mean why not there's that's that's it right it's like that's for the that's the institution of anything that you would want to go to right it's already in place and it's certainly why people are attracted to this country because they can immigrate here, they can make enough money to send back home and then eventually have more more uh, family <laughs> come. Right. What countries are you, could you say, like what other countries are you looking at? In um, I'm, I'm really not looking past America. Yeah. Just because there's not a whole lot else, but as things uh, settle down in the world, look beyond America into Asia and okay. South America and maybe Europe, but I, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I... Even if there is a nice spot there, it's very likely you're going to be surrounded or landlocked. Too many people, right? Yeah, well, and uh, I guess not enough middle class. Right. Like if I was to go to Europe, it would be to replicate what I grew up in in Canada just with a very bloated middle class and just ride that out right all the benefits and stuff creature comforts 
creature comforts. But Canada and America have been so far ahead of Europe in that regard that even if they were to like crest, I don't think it would reach the heights that right <laughs> that we've experienced. Like the amount of abundance we live in in Canada. Like people come to this country and are are astounded at like areas like this that are just weeds, but it's very green compared to the rest <laughs> of the world. Right. Another like this is public land, right? It looks like shit, <laughs> and it's been like this since the pandemic started. I don't understand. That's brutal. It's brutal that this is and the proper and. You know, to harp on it, it's like and the property taxes continue to go up. Right. And but, what do, like, fuck, what do, truly, what are we paying for here? Yeah, I don't understand. Especially after all the crowing about hospital beds and overcrowding and stuff. Like, the money must have gone to that, right? Are we sending all of our money to Ukraine like America is? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Well, clearly not, because remember that. That hospital in Ontario just came on and said we just don't have enough beds and it's not even all about COVID anymore. It's like, we, you just never had enough. Yeah, that's the funniest thing. And I think I said this in an earlier podcast that whining and complaining from the health care sector has never worked. No, I know. And this isn't the fucking golden ticket to getting what you need. And now here we are. Because there's a reason we had to fucking lock down because they were ill-prepared. Right, and they were ill-prepared because they were ill-equipped. And it's so funny that in that moment, instead of crucifying them or calling them out or calling out the fact that they were underprepared, we made them heroes yeah. for doing a lot with a little or doing a little with a little. And we demonized the ones who quit or it's striked right. or anything like that. This is actually fucking brutal. Look at this. <laughs> it looks like shit. It's fucking... We're way into summer. Frost is long gone. Oh. All of these trees would have been trimmed. This looks like we're walking up Main Street of like some small town. Yeah. And yeah, even they do a better job. Are we in fucking Nanton right now? <laughs> Nanton. Good pull. <laughs> I'll We're grant in. them, maybe they're trying to keep the fucking the agriculture land like natural for yeah. some kind of fair. thing, but the, the whole part of agriculture is the balance between mother nature and man and or the culture. The, yeah, the role of cultivation. Let's not forget. I mean, wow, fuck. I mean, it's a very ignorant stretch of land. <laughs> <laughs> it totally is. Very ignorant stretch of land. Well, it just shows like so much with like there's just a lack of a there's no leadership like there's no guiding principles. Yeah, you know? it's just getting it done, which has been to shut the one person up. Yeah, which has been my whole thing about the liberal world order. We are at peak liberal world order right now. I hope so. Their hands are on the wheel, <laughs> and all I associate it with is laziness, procrastination, and generally. And blaming other people for your problems. Yeah. Centralized aesthetics. The center of the city is beautiful and they kick all the homeless people out, but you just walk a couple blocks and it looks like shit. Like East Hastings Street. That's like the feature of a, a venereal population. Yikes. Well, it's coming. It's coming here. I spent a lot of time downtown last week. And 
I think it's worse than it was two months ago. <laughs> like I saw, I saw on Twitter, like I follow an account that's like a, they scan the, the, the police radio and tweet stuff if anything happens. Yeah. And it was like a hundred what was it, 106th Street and 106th Ave. Thereabouts, a tent is apparently on fire, and I closed my eyes and I knew exactly where that corner was, <laughs> exactly what fucking tent that was. I drove past a tent on fire in the winter this past. In the winter? Yeah. Fuck. Dude, when it was minus 30 and I had to go to shoot something at Mustard Seed, and we shot those stand up with a reporter, and we're watching this woman in t shirt and bare feet get in and out of her tent, <laughs> and the reporter just looked at me and said, How does she do that? That's like, I'm like, I'm thinking, I don't know what to tell you. She's like, I'd be dead. Well, it's literally, she does it the exact same way that people should be cutting these fucking weeds. <laughs> she just fucking does it. Yeah, there's no question about the doing. Yeah, man. That was, it was... <laughs> Which brings me back to that, that also the smell. It brings me back to uh, <laughs> that lady telling me my apartment was a palace. Oh, like, that's it great. literally fucking is. It's the same shit, like... Sure, you might live in a clean house, but how many fuck? How different is it from that tent? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly right. How different is it? And especially, yeah. <laughs> like the differ the differentiator is land and space. But if you're stuck in like rooms roughly the size of a couple tents, aren't you just in a big tent? Yeah. And is that what the liberals mean when they say big tent? <laughs> it's more of a right-wing thing, but damn it, they got us. They got us, god damn it. That's true. Liberal world order is you're just living in a big tent <laughs> and telling people that it's a palace. Yeah. It's or the they pay someone to tell you it's a palace. It's the longhouse effect. <laughs> it's the, like, it's the cowardly hoarding of, of women and putting them inside and then telling them they're in charge. <laughs> women and weak people. And right. then it's the culture of that, right. and all like the game theory and intrigue and adultery and um, religion and all the bullshit that comes from that. That's like, that's the big tent of the Commonwealth at the very least. We're in the Queen's big tent. <laughs> the Queen's big tent. Yeah, that's a wild thought, man. And they, I just always wonder if that was by design or if it was just the like the playing out of the instinct of the human being combined with this like gayering of the self yeah that's why it's hard to decide like what an alternative place to live would be because you don't really know you don't right. know what people are exporting all i know is i like i was default raised by western media and right. if i'm gonna have children that's the last thing i want so if I can find a place where that's unlikely, even if it's a foreign country that just isn't exposed to it, mm -hmm. then uh, I'd prefer that. Yeah. It'd be worth at least getting into the into a situation where you could see what a culture would look like if that wasn't... Just to see it, just to live it, because I don't know where it exists. Maybe Asia? Yeah, well, maybe, I don't know. Because, as I said, Michael Jackson's going to be Asian in 20 years. That's right. So the steps to that are just purely <laughs> not great. Right. They're going to have a riffraff period before they get to Michael Jackson. <laughs> it's going to be wild times.
Do you ever think about, like, as you say, raised deep by default with Western media, well, why you, like, I don't know, breaking out of the cultural programming, like why you and why so many people didn't? Like, was there like a miracle moment? No, I think I just learned musical instruments and that mm -hmm. was kind of the gateway to exploring what my mind was capable of. That's good. And I think the fact that people enjoy listening to music, even though it seems like practically it would be, or logically it would be less relevant by now. Mm -hmm. I think that's a clue that it's something that should be valued. And we also can't, we can't know what role music has played historically because we don't have, there wasn't a way to record it, right? So we don't know like what the ambience of like an ancient civilization was but we do know they had musical instruments, at least for ceremonies. So there must have been people practicing, so it must have been part of the environment. And that will have persisted for as long as we know there's instruments, and instruments are some of the earliest human tools that have been discovered. That's pretty interesting. But so it's, but it's, shaped, the, it's shaped the evolution of the mind. Yeah. Or at least of the culture. Because lots of things that we associate with like religiosity were just pagan things that were brought right. to religion because <laughs> they're common amongst human people. Could even be most things. Yeah. That just we think are religious. Yeah. Like the only unique thing is whoever the deity is that they put at the top, right? That's what the God is all, God is all of the religion, whatever it is. That's it. And the rest of it is just a perspective on humanity and an instruction set on how to deal with it. And since I don't need that, thank fuck I don't need that. Oh honestly. my god. <laughs> and <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> thankfully I've found people in my life that also don't need it. Or if they do have it in their life, they just do enough to get by. Right. Because there's something about like this stultifying effect of organized religion that I, I witness in other people's lives that very much scares me. Well, it's true. Stultifying. And it's so, yeah. I don't know very many religious people. Now that I think about it. One well, I think, I think if you consider that scientism is now a cult, just about well, everybody who was educated in a Western country in the last 30 years can be considered religious. Just yeah. based on their unquestioning faith in the beliefs and specifically like scientific stuff that are literally theories, but right. if you do anything other than perpetuate them. Are we going this way? I mean, because that's not, that'll get you down to Fox Dry. Like we could go that way. Is there a way to cross to get the Fox Drive? I've never been. If we cross and then cross and then we'll just... You'll be at that T intersection like Belgravia Road. Oh, right, yeah. Okay. Where the bus stop is. So we could... Because I don't know how you go this way. I just don't know. Uh, yeah, we'd have to find those that big set of stairs. Right. But yeah, having known nothing about religion other than how it comes off when other people are in society, I, I've realized that I, I have no interest in perpetuating 
right. what is now branded as religion. But I do, I do think that there are the roots of whatever's coming next in terms of religion, and I, I don't think that would be bad to be kind of early at it. <laughs> to get in as a uh, controlling figure, like as a, <laughs> an administrator? Yeah, not necessarily controlling, but established. Right. Well, I think that's, that's for sure. If you want to be <laughs> financially sound, as, if anything. Because if they're going to sell the metaverse, they have to disclose a lot of things about the universe that have been assumptions. Right. Like unknowability and shit like that. Right. And that's going to change the calculus for a lot of people. And the last thing I want to do is be in the middle of this morass with all the like <laughs> gender shit and just blatant affronts to biology just to score political points. Right. Like that's the state of religion right now. It is blatant affronts to our sensibilities of what we believe is right and wrong. Yeah, because pride is an evolutionary movement and the transhumanists have been courting the pride movement to move science forward for decades now. And that's the logical path that they're taking. But of course the logical paths that people try to take religiously never work out. They don't work out culturally because you can't like legislate culture. Right. So if, I'm, so if I'm looking forward to not <laughs> experience the very worst of this as people try to like cling to their beliefs. I have to think about what could be next and who's saying the things that are truthful that'll last longer than 20 years. Mm -hmm. And then I have to decide whether or not I want to be in a place that's like on the radar. Because certainly they love blowing up cities that are like the center of right. <laughs> societies. Yeah. For whatever fucking reason. Well. And I hate hippies. So if well, there's any kind of counterculture, I want to be fucking far away from it. Yeah, and I, uh, it's almost like if you didn't if you didn't learn from the last let's say six years, then you are going to get captured finally and fully into the metaverse. So what you're talking about is like being able to recognize repeating trends in the culture and steering away from it or manipulating it for your own good. Yeah, or what used to be called freedom or agency. Right. Exactly. That's been the whole thing, right? Is this move into collectivism in the West? Yeah. Which now has to be a contrivance just to just to act free, let alone embody it. Like Yeah, it's awful. We're in year three of the pandemic. Are we? Like, is it just, still going on? I, I'm, I've given up. Yeah, it very much is. There's headlines saying we might have to go back to masks and lockdowns in the fall. Yeah, I did see that. And Why is it always in the fall? It's like, enjoy this summer. Well, yeah, yeah because, because it's flu season and people don't put yeah, it together sure and it's, it's flu pack. season. And they just fall for it. Yeah, I did, I did see that now that I think about it. <laughs> well, we should start masking again. It's like, do I have to mask in a place where the ceiling is 100 fucking feet? You do. Because people don't know what physics are. And they've never been upfront about, well, let's not even 
They've never been up front, period. It's just been manipulation the whole time. Yep. I'm, I, like, I've had to live a bit of a double life because certainly with the people I work with, you can't exactly just be a fucking black-pilled person. <laughs> rightfully so, they don't give a shit what's going on. They just want their life to be good. Right. I'm just realizing there's no fucking crosswalk at this intersection. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> uh, well, <sighs> we can go up a little ways, and there's a, there is a, a bridge. It's not actually that far. Or we could just run for it. No, I'd rather not. Run for your life. But yeah, I've certainly spent the last, uh, well, since about 2012, just carefully um, not, well, working to keep the data as clean as possible right. in terms of my observations of people and of society. Who I can trust, who's gonna go downhill, <laughs> who's just always wrong. Not necessarily making archetypes out of them, but just being aware of general patterns. Mm -hmm. I think I pretty much got it sussed. Seems like it. I mean, the dialectics, without question, just have opened up all that. And then if you can start to see those in, pl in play in the real world, that's when shit gets wild, I found. Yeah. Well, that's what it came from for from, me. Like, it's, yeah. this is me turning my, my experience and my perspective into an instrument, kind of. Right. Man, I wish there was some way... <laughs> I wish there was some way we could get our shit together and monetize the Mooncast and the Slack chat. <laughs> I just... Because what's there is so... I'm sure it's so unique. Honestly, I... Benjamin Franklin published Poor Richard's Almanac for 30 years before the Revolutionary War. Okay. So I'm not in any rush. Alright. I'm into that. It's a long play. Especially since it's like, especially since the end of April, it has been no stress I literally just do it mindlessly while I'm doing other things in my life. <laughs> it's funny because you'll often fire off quite a long commentary on the thing. Yeah. It's usually when I'm like cooking or something. <laughs> I kind of let my eyes roll back on the whole 369 thing there. Oh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't look into that one quite yet. It was very difficult to distill everything into a short thing because I didn't want to talk about it all day. <laughs> very much had to crunch the data. But I have to say it's probably the most valuable thing I put on that slack. Okay. I'll be looking into it. What's the gist of it, if you could say? The gist of it is humanity's conceptions of how reality works have been used by every civilization 
at least since the like at least since uh the fuck uh the Egyptians and the Romans <clears throat> and uh all the all the things that were at play in terms of civil engineering society are also at play now and a lot of it has to do with the Arabic numeral system okay it's distilled itself so uh, so much that you can really sum up a lot of how society works um, with a few basic algorithms okay okay and Tesla's contention that 369 is a magical whatever I forget the quote has a lot to do with what he figured out about what society has learned about reality um, through organizing itself in societies for all these thousands of years. Oh, gotcha. It all relates, relates to the use of clocks, which also was a feature of societies and how they mapped their gods onto the clocks mm. and mapped their calendars onto the clocks. In a similar way that the Mayans did with their calendars, except we don't talk about it in a mythological sense in Western countries. But then you consider that the Chinese have their own calendar that they've been running for thousands of years. That's all linked to their mythology and stuff. And they've been isolated that whole time. So you have to think if the Western societies haven't broken up all those times and overlapped, that there'd likely be something as cohesive as the Chinese version of it <laughs> in the West. That's fucking wild. And Nikola Tesla came up with this idea? Well, yeah, it just seems to be a quote that's attributed to him. Okay. It's probably one of the least consequential things that he said. <laughs> um, but it's certainly something that... Uh, uh, that as society gets stupider, <laughs> becomes more and more essential to fucking understand. Right. And it's certainly something that Elon Musk seems to know and has hinted at with many tweets and mm. literally naming his, his uh, company Tesla. True. And then doing things that were seemingly impossible but also seem to map to what past societies have been able to achieve in terms of technological advancement. Mm. all comes down to is using the 24-hour clock as a rubric mm -hmm. so Eric Weinstein talked about the the spinner the, like the Philippine cup dance right right that whole thing or bring the cup around 70 720 degree angle right well if you were to map that out then you'd have like an hourglass shape and then the two flats mm -hmm. two flat circular sides you can really think of the 24-hour clock that way so sure. you have 12 hours on top, 12 hours on the bottom, mm -hmm. and it's like rotating and spinning all at once, and that's literally reality. <laughs> that's his whole theory of relativity. Right, right, right. Or, uh, sorry, theory of everything. Theory of everything. Which is a fucking hilarious thing to say, but... Yeah, well, I think... Theory of reality might be the best thing because it's humans' perception of it, right? 
But if you're in any way religious, you're supposed to accept that the humans are the prime being in this reality and God is above it, so anything that the humans discover is representative for the rest of existence. <laughs> but this theory of everything is, is non-anthropomorphic? Well, it's not because it's just a human idea. Yeah. But anything else doesn't matter because what humans experience is the most important thing. Because mm. we're the apex predator or whatever. Mainly because we have technology. Yeah. And that's their their belief or whatever. That's why the Catholic Church um, takes credit for technology and science. Stuff like that. That's why that all works. Which is whatever. It doesn't really matter at all. It's just um, posturing that distracts from the point. But you can actually use this stuff to like conceptualize right. things. Certainly the right stories that aren't fucking the same story everybody else has written. <laughs> and you consider that most Western art is the Jesus story, but everybody knows that there's other gods that existed. And it turns out most of them fit within the zodiac of 12 archetypes. Hmm. So if you wanted to do something original, You could do no worse than to develop 11 other um, archetypes and then pick the ones that are most compelling. Hmm. I'm sure you'd find receipts in your life that help you write that story and develop it. But instead, most people are incentivized to just copy what's already been there, which has led to a stagnated media market. Right, and anyone who's going off the beaten path is either not getting funded or not getting introduced to their audience. Yeah, but then I'd have to ask who's going off the beaten path because most people are just telling the Jesus story. Like, the only person I can think of is David Lynch who's literally, like, talking about the, like, the construction of reality <laughs> in, his, uh, in his fiction. Maybe Chris Nolan in his films has talked about, like, yeah. physics-type things. But it really, like... There's very little cultural impact in talking about math equations. <laughs> yeah, even if you put them into a movie where it's like you put the human element in with it and see how that would affect us, like yeah. an interstellar. Yeah, I, I don't know. I worry for older people and people who aren't paying attention because it seems like they don't understand how much AI is going to run their show if they keep thinking the way they do. Because like when you consider what an AI is doing when it gets an input, like if it gets a, some text from you, it's literally bouncing that text off of every experience that it's had in its learning journey. All right. Which is everything, which is not just like what the media puts out. Mm -hmm. It's weighting it against everything. And then it's weighing it against what's been successful and what hasn't been. So people who only think that you do what you know or you do what's been successful before are just going to get outcompeted completely. That's why I think Facebook is laying people off. And that those jobs aren't going to come back because, as I said on the Slack, if you can profile somebody's um, pros and recreate it and basically make an AI and somebody who barely knows the language write like you mm -hmm. and complete your work as a, as a writer, then an AI can also figure out how people code and then learn how to code through other people's coding <laughs> and solve problems that way. That's what the, like the com supercomputers beating humans in chess did. Right. That's what it did when it beat 
people and go. That's literally the strategy of gleaning the uh, the patterns in a, in a somewhat random set or kind of unknowable set. Right. The speed of doing that is what AI has achieved at this point. And we're getting to the point where it's feasible to have a personal supercomputer in a home for a couple hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that's coming for the bureaucrats first and foremost. It's not coming for <laughs> trades workers or farmers or anything like that because those are relatively complex things dealing with nature, but pushing papers or whatever, AI can do that so quickly. Yeah, it's gonna shrink that middle class completely. Yeah, like I could do, like the paperwork is like 60% of my job. If I had the ability to, I could get it done in two hours a week using an AI. <laughs> well, I even think about all the hours I was paid to do transcripts, whereas I could have charged the same amount of money, but just <laughs> generated the otter transcript and then polished them yeah. in a quarter of the time. For sure. Yeah, I was talking to someone yesterday about how at a certain level of business, it's really just conversation and like allocating resources, but not even, but just like making the plans yeah <laughs> you almost making wonder. the plans against the laws so you don't fuck right, yeah. up but you just wonder like you said it's not coming for tradespeople, and like you could see tradespeople as people who can use technology to manipulate reality in a physical way yeah whereas these bureaucrats really aren't manipulating anything except people yeah they're making decisions as a job right and they're really bad at it Terrible. Like the, this is the studies on psychology and like stress and idea fatigue have mm. pretty much shown that people are only viable to make decisions for like three hours a day. <laughs> yeah, we work them for nine. Yeah, and the so-called best ones work like 20-hour days. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as the AI can show the data on that and how much they're fucking up, the, <laughs> the value probably ridiculous. <laughs> it's coming in our lifetime. Yeah. The end of the fucking paper pushers. I wonder where all those people will go. Like even, not just those people, but those people with that personality type who got gated into that life. Well, I also think that's partly why a lot of these people are like university educated and really into the LGBT and pride stuff. Because mm. they're not going to have children anyways. Right. They're going to be the last of their lines. And then the tradespeople and the more conservative people will be the workers that have always been there. Only sometimes are yep. they valued for anything. And they're always remembered as evil because <laughs> the, the left likes to have a scapegoat for the ills they're about to cause. <laughs> the ills they're about to cause like literally the whole like venereal thing making things beautiful is literally the cutting out of things that are unsavory or unwanted mm -hmm. purging things so this whole uh make everything beautiful by committee is just activating people to be butchers <laughs> at a social level it really is social darwinism yeah, and it's sad because it's 
making those decisions on based on values that were prescribed to you it's like you don't like that yeah so you better remove that from your life don't you think yeah <laughs> i don't like it either but <laughs> you especially but don't. i mean <laughs> i've been through it you you know what we're left you. with is just clean white blank just planks of things like just look at the, this house yeah just the brutalist aesthetic brutalist that's venereality. Big yeah. old glass and big reflective surfaces. God forbid you look at something. <laughs> you have to see yourself and everything. Have to see, yeah, that is really it, isn't it? Reducing everything to glass and reflective surfaces. That's even, funny. Uh, even social interactions, everybody has to say everything in the same way. It's a hall of mirrors. And I find so often people will ask you whatever and they'll listen just as long as it takes to get an, uh, an in to something that applies to them. Yeah. So they can then start talking about themselves. Yeah. So you're into, what did you say you're into? Oh, uh, video production. Yeah, you know, we used to hire a guy who was into video production. <laughs> well, was he me? Am I still talking about me? No, I didn't think so. Yeah, that's the classic gate. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious, man. The gate is the whole, like you talked about how things like, how the dialectics have manifested in real life. Mm -hmm. The gate is the funniest thing. <laughs> like, my interactions with women have improved so much since, I, since I've been plumbing the depths of gates. That's it's just somehow not surprising. Yeah, like it's a little bit depressing to not have like genuine interactions with, <laughs> with an entire gender of people for the <laughs> most part, like literally for the majority of interactions with those people. But it's also fine because it seems like they're happy with it, even though personally I think what they're accepting is shit. <laughs> It's a shit existence full of lies. A shit existence full of lies. Well, I, yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's so not about opinions. No. It really is not. That's the whole thing that makes it great. Okay, how the fuck do we get down there? Is there a stair set there's, there? There's got to be. I fucking hate stairs. It seems like they're going ahead with that gondola idea. The south central, I guess you'd call that general area. Yeah, there's gotta be, right? I'm just trying to picture where it would spit out. Um, by the equine farm. Right. Little bits. We have people that volunteer at Little Bits. I've never been. Oh, I don't know what that is. Uh, it's like, uh, like, they take old horses there and they let children and people with disabilities oh. ride them. And they okay. have, like, riding classes and stuff. Gotcha. It's part of the whole equine thing there. Yeah, charity section of it. But yeah, I'm allergic to hay, so I, <laughs> I've just found excuses to not be sent there. Can't be a part of it, sorry. I, uh, and just be sneezing and then like... <laughs> blind. 
везде. So far it's been decent though, I haven't had, since, I, since I've been fasting for so long, I haven't had any allergy problems really. Nice. Only when I eat cheese. <laughs> of course I can't, can't stop, won't stop eating cheese. Almost seems like you could just do it right here. Yeah. And then you'd just, we'd just be walking on the side of the road. Yeah, well the alternative is going pretty far to the next bridge, right? Yeah, because, well, getting over and then coming down Keeler Road. Oh, right, yeah. But that's... I wouldn't even know where to begin to get there. Um, well, we just, you just stay on Saskatchewan Drive and it's just, it shows up like you get to the end of the world and then it's pretty much there. All right, you want to go that way? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. We're very far away from our cars. <laughs> I know, that's fucking depressing. <laughs> <laughs> I need more rain. Yeah, that would be... If I could just get dumped right now, that'd be nice. Yeah. But uh, it seemed like it, it's coming. I definitely didn't eat enough. I thought I did. No, I didn't eat anything. I might not make I it. I wanted to fast two days, but I just couldn't do it. Mm. Just hook over onto here. What's the longest you've ever done? Um, with electrolytes, six days. Okay. That's Dry wild. fast, three days. Mm. Three days and change. I don't really feel the need to do long stretches anymore. Mm -hmm. I mainly did it just to... Prove that you could? <laughs> yeah, just to break the seal, as it were. Mm -hmm. So I can know my limits. Got they're robust limits because I didn't listen to the people who were telling me what they thought I was able to do. You shouldn't do that. That's why like the whole like consult your doctor thing seems a bit weird to me because the doctor can't feel what you can. <laughs> 100%. If I hadn't gone through like a dozen rounds of identifying that 33 hours is generally like my pain threshold for fasting. Mm -hmm. I could have been struggling at it for years. They probably would have put me on a diet pill or something. Well, yeah, the, do the doctor would have told you to never, would never have even said you should fast. Yeah. I feel like there's another dialectic cooking, but I haven't been mm. able to fully have it coalesce. Maybe after this mooncast, we'll get some receipts that make it clear. I don't want to just do the obvious thing and just just uh, contrive to just <laughs> take the whole Greek Olympians <laughs> and mm. just put them into like false dialectics. I've just let them come up, and for the most part, the the Greek thing is has mapped pretty well. Mm -hmm. It's been a good way to communicate it. It's not necessarily how I understand them, but in terms of communicating with someone, it works fairly well. Right. Yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to, you definitely don't want to force it because then they'll be cheapened. Like it has to, it has to present itself. Because what Doug had said about like talking about God and stuff, 
It certainly is a lot of what it is, but I don't know any canon of any fucking religion. Mm. So to say we're talking about God, um, it really doesn't mean the same to me as it would from someone who, I don't know, has a relationship with God or had a religious thing. Like, I literally have... Before this, I had just no thoughts of God at all, but I realized that there is an interpersonal need for that type of right. unknowable figure. To say that there's some kind of platonic idea of what perfection might look like or what the right thing to do in any situation looks like. Yeah. Would be what I would think. Like when Jordan Peterson talks about... <laughs> I actually want to stop using that guy's name. The set, there's like the games you play and then there's like the meta game of playing all the games. Sometimes talking about God is useful in terms yeah. of how I should operate. Yeah, the thing that um, I guess I don't understand with people who right. take that view is that there's also a, um, the, the set of things that aren't games. Right. Which isn't a set because it can't be a set. Right. Well, and that's that's everything that you like can't describe, and it, uh, there's a whole bunch of things you can't describe, uh, and since you can't describe them, you can't <laughs> put them into right. a set. And I think that that is more God than anything that we that's right. contrive to be um, rules and strictures or whatever. It is that. It's where language runs out. Yeah. Um, but it's the case with many religions that that unknowable unknown is like perceived as the devil. And then right. it's in the human's hand to control everything in their God. So that seems a bit... Uh, <laughs> it's a complete inversion. Yeah, it seems very, very Satanist in the end. <laughs> Especially when you're then offsetting the responsibility of it to Jesus. But then you're also in control. So it's just it's just blatantly it's just blatantly satanic to me at least. So that's why I try to be as broad as possible and not actually mm -hmm. like turn it because I could easily just turn it into a cult. <laughs> <laughs> it would be very easy. Very easy. But yeah, well you you could. Well I wouldn't get anything out of it other than manipulating other people and that's that, first of all, is terrible for art, and second of all, I find very boring because I'm not a powerless person. Right. Well, yeah, it'd just be a bunch of pussy money and weed. I mean, that'd be fun for... <laughs> yeah, but all those things are attached to people who True. would, by definition, have to be cowards. <laughs> and that's well, the last thing I want, is to be flooded with cowards around me. Well, yeah, you'd become a guru. You'd yeah. become the very thing that dialectics are trying to suss out. Yeah. No amount of kind money can mask that. <laughs> yeah, that's good for you. Yeah, it gets difficult. <laughs> I think we can go maybe down here. I don't know. I'll start going down at some point. Yep. Down, 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 down.
we found it. I guess I didn't want to do it. Oh, you'll see. <laughs> 